The best way to learn how to be a dad is to learn from awesome dads. Welcome to the Awesome Dad Show. Here's your host, Mark Savant. What is up? Welcome to the Awesome Dad Show. Today's episode is just incredibly inspiring, I think, in a world where everything is melting around us. Today's guest just really brings some practical, awesome advice, and I'm joined by none other than Teen Mom OG star Tyler Baltera. I've interviewed everyone from Super Bowl champions to presidential candidates to doctors, to authors, to veterans, to Navy SEALs. I've interviewed some amazing, amazing men. And I got to be honest, I was blown away with the wisdom that this young man dropped on my lap and into your earphones right now. You are in for a real treat. Tyler is incredibly inspirational and really gets life in a lot of ways. We talk about some really, really difficult, challenging topics that people don't want to talk about. Everything from mental health, therapy, drug abuse, social media, just some incredibly important topics. And I cannot thank Tyler enough for coming on the show and spreading his knowledge because at age 28, this man really gets it. You were in for a treat. We even talk about some of his thoughts and he tells some really cool stories about his experience on Teen Mom. So I think you're really going to appreciate this episode. To all the dads out there, make sure you head on over to Facebook and join the Awesome Dad Group. This is a great community for fathers. It is growing very rapidly. It's all positive. It's all love. There is no one right way to parent. And we're in this together to learn different strategies, tips, tactics, and stay sane through the process. If you're new here, I would encourage you, go ahead and subscribe and leave a review for the show. This is the best way to help us reach more fathers, more parents, and society. Because look, a world where fathers are more involved in the parenting process is a better world. So let's work together to spread the love and spread that messaging. You can also find tons of these interviews and content over on YouTube. So make sure that you head on over to YouTube and check out the ActDad YouTube page. Lastly, I want to ask you to head over to patreon.com slash actadad and join the community over there. The community is starting to grow. It's really special. It's really exciting. There's exclusive content. And whether you sign up for the $1 tier or the $10 tier, whatever's comfortable for you, every dollar counts. Every dollar matters. And this money is going directly into the actadad project to bring better quality guests, better quality sound, better quality video. It means something. So I appreciate your support. With all that said, I know you're ready. Let's get into this fresh episode with Tyler Baltera. Tyler, welcome to the Awesome Dad Show. How are you? Thanks, man. I appreciate it. I didn't. So, what? What's the? What's up with this, this Dad Show? What's the main? What's the main thing with this uh, whole getup you got going on over here? Yeah, well, I'm glad you asked. The Awesome Dad Show is all about highlighting fathers like you that can help inspire the next generation of dads to to step up and create a better world. Right. And that's what it's all about. Man, I love that. I love that because I don't really see a lot of that. So I'm really I'm kind of excited. All these new like uh, I'm not really a big podcast listener, but I just think it's awesome that there's starting. I'm starting to see a lot of dad groups out there. It's, we're starting to spread like wildfire. And it's awesome. I, 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 I'm like, man, this is good because, I, you know, I feel like us dads, we don't get we don't get a lot of podiums to speak sometimes. So it's nice to be able to have this opportunity. I think it's incredibly, incredibly important. You know, the more dads that we can have stepping up, being a, a more active role in the parenting process, I think, I think the better. And that's why I'm really excited to have you on the show, Tyler, because you, you've got, I think, an amazing story. There's a lot of reality TV stars, if you would, out there. But 
one of the things that's really impressed me about you, Tyler, over the years is you've you've been really stable, surprisingly stable for uh, for someone on <laughs> well, television. I, mean, I don't know the definition of stable. <laughs> it's been a wild it's been a wild ride. We've been on this TV show for the last eleven years, so um, it's just crazy. It wasn't really anything that we kind of planned on happening, but uh, I I just I always feel really blessed and honored to just be able to you know actually have a platform to just be able to speak um, and share my story with 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 people, and it still amazes me to the day that people they write daily and talk about how it's inspirational and it's like you know it's, it's just it's just crazy it's, it's very surreal to be involved in this kind of just crazy like cultural phenomenon thing that ended up happening out of nowhere I, but i do i feel blessed and honored for the for the platform it's given me as far as our story goes even we talked we've covered a lot of topics as far as addiction goes and mental health and uh and you know i think it's really great because as you know team mom has kind of done through caitlin's perspective mostly i mean yeah i'm on there but that's why it's really cool to do these kind of side things and hook up with you on this dad podcast because now, you know, it's it just, it's something that we don't, there's not like a teen dad show out there, you know? <laughs> so, but it's really, really cool. It's been a wild ride. I'll tell you that. But yeah. I appreciate you, uh, you know, I appreciate uh, what you said about, you know, seeming stable because some, some days you don't feel too stable, but you just kind of keep going with it, you know? <laughs> Yeah, look, I'm definitely with you there. I feel like Hollywood has this vision of marriage and relationships where you get together, you have that fairy tale ending and you just ride off into the sunset. But in my experience with my wife, we've been together over 10 years. It's not always hunky-dory. There, there are ups and downs. I mean, I kind of think that's the beauty of it, though, you know? I mean, riding off in the sunset. I mean, gosh, man, that, that's, that'll get pretty boring pretty quick. You need a lot of lows to experience and appreciate the highs, you know? A hundred percent. And I think that's something that yeah. can frequently be lost. I think that in order to really be happy and satisfied, it's about tackling these difficult problems and learning and, and improving and becoming better and, and, and helping others around you rise up. Yeah. I mean, I think the basic goal, right, is to just continuously be evolving. I always tell everyone that, you know, I just, I never want to be satisfied. I always want to stay hungry. And I think that's important in life is to, is to appreciate the blessings you have and be present. But also, you know, just constantly be evolving as much as you can. I mean, you only get one of these lives, so you got to take advantage of it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So I want to lean into that a little bit, Tyler. Last season on the show, you and Caitlin made the difficult decision to say, hey, we've got to take a step away. We've got to separate for a little while, right? You didn't say, hey, this is right. it. And that's not something that I, I typically see. It's typically, you know, I'm not happy. We're just going to split, split our lives in two right now. Was it difficult for you to make the decision and to communicate to Caitlin that, hey, I think we need to get away from each other for a little while so that it can strengthen us? Was it, was it hard for you to bring that up with her? I mean, honestly, it was super hard for me. I mean, me and Caitlin have been going to therapy for a while as far as individual therapy goes with our, with our upbringing and stuff. So communication has always been super important to us and we've always made it kind of a priority, but still it, it never gets easy to tell someone, especially your significant other, something that you know is not, is going to hurt them and they're not going to really like, and and um, but it's something that needs to be done. So it was really difficult for me to kind of get the courage to say it in the right way. And my job, at least from my opinion, like my job as a husband was to approach her in a safe way where she felt safe enough to receive the information that I have to you know give her, which is going to be tough. So I had to make sure the way I spoke and, and kind of the way I had to really think hard about how I wanted to bring it up and you know how I wanted to explain it to her and how it needed to be done. So we went to a couple's uh, retreat down in Arizona, a really nice spiritual kind of retreat we did for a weekend. And uh, it was really enlightening. I felt like it was the safe space to kind of tell her 
what needed to be done. And she took it, you know, obviously not really great at first, but after a while she started to realize the benefits of, of kind of the, you know, what my goal, my goal was really, I said, the, the goal is to separate temporarily so we can come back together stronger for eternity. Like that's what the goal is it's not to separate and stay separated. It's to kind of get away from each other to help identify our personal goals, aspirations, things that we, you know, want to see in the future for ourselves and things that may have gotten lost in the midst of, you know, trying to build families and marriages and keep it going. So I just felt like it was something that needed to be done personally for me. Uh, and I didn't really know if that's what she wanted to do, but I had to just kind of jump off the ledge a little bit and just sometimes you have to think about yourself in order to, to get better you have to think about yourself sometimes, which is hard for me to do. I always put everyone ahead of me. So, you know, to, to kind of really do a lot of self-reflection and kind of get in tune with what I needed. Uh, it was difficult, but it was necessary. I think that's, that's actually incredibly wise because as, as fathers, we, and not mothers as well, but I think it's really easy to get so caught up in taking care of everyone else that you kind of tell yourself like, this is ex as good as it gets. This is what I deserve. You, well, you feel a sense of responsibility as well, too. Like, all right, suck it up. You know, you're you're the husband. You're the you're you're, you're the you're the kind of the rock of this family. You can't. You don't have time to be weak. You don't got time to self-reflect. You don't have time to think about yourself. It's easy, I think, for us as guys to do that. But it's so it's so vital because if a lot of guys out there would just listen to themselves and kind of just be honest with them with themselves and their in in their wives, like I think it would result in a lot less divorces and a lot less separation because you can get lost taking care of everyone else and yeah. you can get lost and not take care of yourself and you can get you know once you get so, so far lost you don't know where to go and then that's when you know I feel like chaos starts I knew it was something important that I needed to do and kind of speak out loud and and kind of take the helm and get it going it was hard but it was like I said it was necessary it had to happen I think that's very very important and like you said a lot of people aren't going through that process and I also I really love Tyler, how you and your family are very open about going to therapy and these couples retreats, because that has kind of gotten a, this stigma of being a bad word, like, ooh, they're going to therapy, like things are, things are yeah, wrong. Yeah, right. I don't know why it has that stigma either, because it's like if someone was, let's just say someone had this goal of wanting to be healthier and they went and they went to get on that, this new diet plan or whatever, like you go to take care or you go and you, and you uh, take a medicine, you get sick, you go take a medicine, you do a remedy to, to combat that illness. In my opinion, it's highly respectable because you're 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 willing to let go of your pride to better yourself, which I think people don't understand that when people go to therapy, let alone talk about it and admit to other people they're going to therapy, they are being so vulnerable and letting like the people know that like, yeah, I need help. I cannot do this on my own. I do not have the capacity. I don't have the the tools necessary to, to do this on my own. And it's kind of a hard, vulnerable thing to kind of put out there. Um, especially when you've got cameras falling around and, and you know, on national television, but let alone just by yourself. So I don't know why therapy has such a shameful stigma by it, but I hope by sharing our story and stuff that it gets kind of that out of there, because if it wasn't for therapy, me and Caitlin, there's no way we would be where we are in our lives. I mean, there's just no way. I mean, it taught us so much, especially about communication and how, how, or how different it is between men and women and how we communicate and stuff. It just, it, it just, it helps tremendously. I can't, preach about therapy enough to people out there. And if you're thinking about going, you think you need it, just do it. You can't, it can't hurt, right? Going to someone and talking, it just can't hurt. There's no damage that could be done possibly by going to therapy. So just do it, you know?
Yeah, I'm, I'm completely with you. I know when my wife and I, even before we got married, we went to premarital counseling. And when I would tell people that, they would look at me sideways and I'm like, you know, marriage is tough. You're looking at 50, 60, yeah. 70, 80 years together. Like, it's good to have that backbone and that, that resource to, to lean back on. I, I want to ask you a question, Tyler, something that happened in this, this uh, season here in 2020. What was going through your head when come out of the bungalow in on your vacation with Caitlin, she put the, the blinders on you and put you in that golf cart? What was going through your head when that happened? <laughs> I was like, what the hell is going on? I was freaking out. I was like, because I'm thinking we're going to do maybe some picnic on the, by the water, or she's going to take me to some, like, you know, bungee jumping shot, swing across the canyon or something crazy. I don't know, like some kind of crazy surprise. I had no idea it was a recommitment kind of ceremony. And I think people could have confused because it wasn't a vow renewal. We didn't renew our vows or else we would have, you know, said our original vows and it would have been a thing. It was more of like a really more spiritual kind of Hawaiian a uh, recommitment ceremony that we kind of like kind of decided to do whatever but i i just was i was blown away i was like what <laughs> this is crazy because usually to be honest usually i'm you know, the one sent on the vacations i'm usually doing the surprises and all this kind of stuff for her and stuff so it was kind of a uh, it was different and I, was, I wasn't expecting it and i'm kind of a freak so i i hate not being in control about stuff I just, i'm like i got these blindfolds on I'm like where am i going what's going on i'm trying to pick up on little smells and he and and you know it sounds and it was it was crazy, but I once I realized what was going on, I was like, "Wow, this is this is pretty amazing." We had a tough year last year, so it was kind of a perfect little button, close the chapter on that side, and kind of get going to more positive stuff. So I was really surprised, but I loved it. I think that's really cool that Caitlin was at least in tune enough with where you were at and where your relationship was at that she said, "Hey, this is a good idea. This is something that will be well received and help strengthen that bond because it's just." you know, it's life is a roller coaster. Yeah. She took a, she, she's changed a lot as far as the last, you know, a couple of years ago, she's gotten on the right medication and her mental health is, in, you know, it's just, it's just gotten way better. And so she's in a lot better spot where I think she has the, like she has the emotional capacity now to focus and be more in tune with, with me. And, you know, now that she kind of has some other things that she's kind of like completed with her own mental health, she can kind of focus on different aspects of the dynamic that we have in this whole household and this family. So it's really, it's amazing to see her recovery and, and see kind of her continuing to grow. It's great. It's awesome. I love that. It's, you know, another thing that happened on, on this season that I was curious about, because I think this impacts millions and millions of families across the, the States is prescript prescription drugs. Right. And I think that there's a, an important yeah. place for them. But one of the things that happened on this season was Caitlin, visited her doctor and a doctor said, Hey, look, this particular prescription you're on is very difficult to get off of. There can be physical uh, withdrawals and so on and so forth. And when she mentioned to that to you, based on your history, were you, what was your feeling towards that? You were like, Hey, we need to get off these, these prescriptions completely. Or what was going through your head when she told you that? Well, see me and Caitlin, I think we kind of have a difference and we've accepted the fact that we have a different kind of viewpoint when it comes to this medication. My, my, my viewpoint really is that if it works for you, awesome. Like if it works for you and there's no negative side effects and you don't notice any mood shifts and, and, and anything negative happening, like, like hallelujah, thank God it works for you. Me and the other hand, I just get so freaked out about personally myself. I just, I, I just feel like if I have to withdraw from something, I, I don't want to be dependent on anything. I think, I think that just comes, it's like my own boundary that I've had to make as far as my family history goes with addiction. 
anything that that I have to withdraw from, I feel like I'm my body's dependent on it, and it scares me to even go down that road, you know. So for me, you know, I do a lot of different natural stuff to try to help and combat my depression, anxiety, et cetera, whatever. Um, but you know, I also didn't have the same thing that Caitlin had. We respond to it way different than I do. So I have to kind of just we have to accept that other people have their own way of getting healthy and getting better and it might not be the same way you do it but as long as it works then it's great <laughs> you know I guess my whole thing about the the whole prescription aspect was if there's a possibility do you want to get off of it was my main thing with Kate like if you want to get off of it that's a goal I think you should talk to your doctor bring it up to them and say hey listen you know I don't know if you know this doc but I don't really want to be on this forever for the rest of my life is this possible and, and if that is possible how do we go about doing this you know, when I asked her, she, she responded to, yeah, you know, I, I was, I don't want to be on it forever. So I said, Hey, explore that option. I didn't say, you know, get off of it or you should get off of it or whatever, because honestly, the, the, the progression that she's made with her mental health, I'm like, listen, you just keep doing whatever you're doing because it's working. But I noticed as she gets better and better, she kind of will, would mention it here and there about, you know, well, you know, I'd like to get off eventually and this kind of stuff. And so, you know, yeah. I think anything to do with medication, you need to have a doc. You, you, you don't make any rash decisions on your own because we're not, you know, they're the, they're, they're the professional. The doctor will be able to one, you know, to handle that kind of stuff better than, than we would be. So, um, yeah, it's kind of crazy because we actually do have a pretty different outlook and opinion on the medication and stuff, but it doesn't really affect the way we go about dealing with our own mental health. And that's the beautiful thing about kind of the separation thing was also part of that. Like, you know, we need to find individual paths that we feel good about being on our own so we, we when we combine together it just it makes everything bigger and better um so yeah it's just, you know marriage is crazy man you gotta balance this stuff out with the differences <laughs> and uh you know it's how you know how i do things is not the way same way you would do it it's just crazy it's a, it's a wild ride isn't it <laughs> yeah you ain't kidding and i don't re i don't know if you realize this tyler but what you just said there is is actually incredibly profound and, and wise. I, this has come up uh, several times on well, the Austin Dad Show in that you might not always see eye to eye on handling mental health or handling grief. That's something that's come up in, in interviews with, I mean, I'm talking about men who have been married for, for decades. They've got kids in college and whatnot. Yeah. But you have to, I think, respect and, and, and communicate with your partner and with, the, with physicians and, and experts to try to, to try to navigate that. That's, most people in their 20s don't understand that. And I think that's incredibly profound and possibly one of the reasons why your marriage is, is surviving. I mean, yeah, listen, my whole thing is that like we we're, I put in 100% and you, she puts in 100%. We don't do this 50-50 thing. It's mm. like, listen, you know, I, I bring 100 to the table, you bring 100 to the table. That's it. That, that's the way this works. So like, I think the main thing is communication. I think the, the, the problem is um, women kind of naturally sometimes expect us to read their minds and we can't. And then men go, oh, well, I don't want to say this the wrong way because she might think I'm being this, you know, it's like, but communicate, find a way to like communicate authentically without purposely trying to hurt her feelings or anything like that. Like that's the, really the main key. And that's what me and Caitlin have kind of built on our, we don't fight about anything because we communicate before it even gets to the elevated state of emotion. You know, like we don't, <laughs> we just speak it. And if we feel it, we speak it. And that's just the way it is. Like me, me and Caitlin have a really good rule and kind of like foundation as far as like I'm not afraid to hurt your feelings and you're not afraid to hurt mine let's just say what we need to say and if we do hurt each other's feelings we can apologize and understand that like and, and believe in our love so much for each other that that apology is authentic and move on you know that's the way it works like you just gotta 
we have we have one voice. <laughs> we only get one life. You got to speak it, and you don't want to waste it. You got to just speak up and communicate, you know, effectively, or else, you know, it's just doomed. I feel like. Mm. Very profound, very wise words, Tyler. I'm, I'm with you 100%. I want to ask you another question, something that came up in, in this season. So to preface this, a lot of what you see online, especially right now where everyone's cooped up in their homes due to this COVID-19 outbreak is, is dads complaining about their kids or how their life is not as good now as it was before kids. But you and Caitlin, you've got several yeah. children already, three kids already, and you're, you're talking about potentially having another one. What, oh yeah. Why, why is it so important to you? Why is it important to you to, to have another kid? What, what's kind of pushed you and Caitlin to make that decision that, Hey, we want to, we want to talk about having a, another. I think, I think it comes down to like, I mean, me and Caitlin have always talked ever since we you know met each other when we were really like young kids that we just, we always wanted, first off, we always knew we wanted to be parents regardless, mm -hmm. but, and we never really talked about a specific number of kids, which is weird. I know most people do that. Like, oh, I want like four, I want three, I want two. We just kind of, we just kind of decided that we're just going to like go with the flow. And then like, okay, we have one, this feels good. I want you know, just kind of communicate as far as be open with each other. Is that when you want another one? And I think after the second one comes and you're just like, okay, okay, this is the new chaos of my life and this is great. <laughs> so what's, what's, what's adding a whole, what's adding another one in? Like, let's just go for it. We're already, we're already crazy. You know, toys are already all over the house. Like we're, we're already going crazy, pulling our hair out. Let's just do this thing and have these beautiful children and, and like embrace this beautiful chaos that is our life. Like whatever. I don't, I don't really, I guess part of me gets like, you know, when you talk about kids, you know, dads being like, oh my God, my, ugh, this is crazy. Like now that I have kids and stuff, I think it, I mean, there is a, there is an aspect of you that loses kind of like, oh man, I can't just like go to the bar. I can't just like go <laughs> get in the car and go, you know, get a six. Like there's things you can't just go, get up and do, but I feel like it's just a whole new sense of like what life is all about. I guess like after I had kids, I just, I don't know, naturally, organically for me, I just dove right in and I loved it. And I just like, this is so amazing. Like everything's amazing to me about it. Like the, the fact that she's carrying my kids, she birthed these, like now they're here and now you have to mold this little human being, like, <laughs> so they're not crazy and psycho <laughs> and like actually good people. And it's just, it's like, I don't know. I love it. I, 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 uh, I mean, yeah, of course we all get annoyed of our kids, but at the same time, it's like, I get annoyed of a lot of things that I love. So, <laughs> you yep. know, it's just part of life and it's, it's a beautiful, chaotic just thing. I love it. I love it. But hey. it's, a, it's a great perspective to have Tyler. I think, and I think it's more of that mindset shift. You want to, you want to look at things in a positive light rather than focusing on the negative, focus on what you can control. I think that's a, that's a smart thing to kind of expand on that a little bit, Tyler, Obviously, you're a public figure, and you're on a, a very popular television show, and a lot of people are going to be talking about you for years to come, not just fans, but other people that are on the show. Do you ever f have concerns about your kids when they get on social media that they're going to have to deal with problems from being in the national spotlight? Do you ever think about that? Actually, me and Caitlin, we think about it all the time. Like, like it's kind of a constant thing that runs through our brain that like every time that they call us and they want to do another season, we look at each other, we sit down, we talk about it. Okay. What are the benefits of this? What are the negative things of this? Like, you know, our kids are getting older. What, what age are we going to be like restricting filming and things like that? And we kind of come up with our own little, like, you know, what, what, what feels good for us. And I feel like at that point it comes down to like, 
obviously on school nights, the cameras, the crew's got to be out of here by 8 p.m. You know, stuff like certain certain boundaries that we make separate from our job, our really weird job of being on TV and filming our life. But there are certain things that, that the kids come first with, which is like scheduling and stuff like that. And then I think when they get on social media, like I, we've already explained to them, like as far as getting compensated for the show, like they're, these kids, my kids are, are totally set for life. They're great. Like <laughs> they, they, college is paid for. Uh, and that was kind of mine and Caitlin's main thing was each of our children have trust funds that their money goes into that they can't touch. And worrying about their kind of getting online and, and maybe getting some haters um, and stuff like that. I think I have so much, I guess I have so much confidence and peace that like the way I'm raising my children, that they're going to be humble and they're going to know the sacrifices that their parents made to be on TV and expose um, all these things and then give them the option. Like I'm already, we're already asking though, but do you want to film today? Do you want, do you want to, you know, do you want cameras in your room? You know what I mean? Give her the option, the freedom to determine like, no, you know, I don't want to do this today or I do. And I think that's super important because at the end of the day, my kids were born into this. Uh, they didn't really get to choose to be on TV or not. Me and Caitlin did that as parents and that's what we do. Um, so I feel like it's important to give them a little bit of that freedom to decide if they want to be filmed or not. Um, and then explain to them kind of like as, as, as they get older, like our plan with Nova is to keep telling her actually every single year, Hey, they're going to come here again, kids at school. They might know who you are. We're and just kind of explain to them as they get older, as long as the show goes on at their age level, like that's really all we can really do. And if it comes to the point where our children are coming to us and saying, listen, like we're getting bullied. Like we wish you guys wouldn't do the show anymore. It's done. I mean, it's very simple because I'm not going to sacrifice their life. Um, you know, their well-being of life and growing up in a normal you know, childhood that is possible, um, just so we can continue to do this show. So, I mean, I, I, uh, that's why me and Kate, though, we haven't, we still live in the same t county that we grew up in, in Michigan. We live on a 15 acre, we live on a farm, like we live in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> we don't like live outside of our means. We're not like buying big, you know, so I try to, you know, Noah's got jobs of collecting eggs from the chickens and the more, we try to just keep it, you know what I mean? Try to just keep it as humble and simple as possible and also try to keep our tv life as separate as we can you know realistically from the kids and trying to help you know hopefully they have a normal upbringing even though i know it's not going to be normal because i don't know what <laughs> i would think if i was raised my parents were on tv like how embarrassing but <laughs> we'll, we'll see how it goes <laughs> Well, I think that I appreciate that. It's a very thoughtful answer. And I think, frankly, whether you're a celebrity or you're a regular person, this is the type of thing you need to be thinking about is how is social media yeah. and TV going to impact our, our kids? Uh, Tyler, before and we I'll get to- I'll be monitoring my kids. I don't play around. I, uh, <laughs> you ain't getting no electronic. Ain't nothing going around in this house without me scurrying through every single little message and seeing what's going on. I don't care. <laughs> sure. And there's some, there's some great apps. I know Bark is an app. I've met with some of the reps from Bark and they're- I think it's something you have to. Oh, be great! Of. Yeah, yeah. So send me Tyler, those links to those those apps so I know. Yeah, <laughs> my kid gets older for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, heck! But by that time, we're out five G, and you'll be walking outside, and the the fire hydrant <laughs> will right. be your phone. <laughs> yeah, crazy. Uh, Tyler, before we get into the world famous actor dad rapid fire, where can everyone find you at? Where can everyone find Tyler at? Oh uh, well, on Instagram, it's at Tyler Baltera MTV. I think at Tyler Baltera on Twitter and then Caitlin and Tyler's official fan page is on Facebook. Everything's, you know, nowadays everything's got a little blue check mark, make sure it's real. <laughs> I'll have a bunch of links below. I also, I love your website for your clothing line for kids. It's really well done. Tierra Rain. Oh, it looks really you. nice. I appreciate that. Yeah. A lot of work into that thing. Woo. 
yeah, it looks great. The newsletter is great. Just really, really love what y'all doing there. Uh, Tyler, yeah, that's all. I appreciate that. Thank you. Of course. Uh, Tyler, rapid fire. What's your favorite story to tell your kids? My favorite story? Like the bedtime story? Sure. Uh, well, right now, my kid loves The Hungry Caterpillar. So we've been reading that for like two years straight right now. <laughs> Classic. Yeah. Classic. My daughters love yeah. that too. Uh, what's your favorite oh, city yeah. to visit? Ooh, favorite city would probably... Ooh, that's a good one. Oh, man. I'd probably have to say uh, I really enjoyed um, Chicago. Well, last time I went there, it was really, I don't know, something about that, something about that city. And New Orleans. It, it, it's time to Chicago and New Orleans. I don't know. You know what? I like to say New Orleans instead of Chicago. True Chicago. New Orleans <laughs> is where it's at. It's got the history, and I love it there. You heard it here first, Louisiana. My, my, a lot of my family's yeah. from there, too, <laughs> yeah. down on the bayou. I like that. Uh, yeah. Pineapple on pizza, yay or nay? No, 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 no. Pineapple on pizza, man. <laughs> I can't, I can't do it. Strong, no, love it. Uh, if you could go to any concert with any artist in history, who are you going to go see? What? Yep. Holy crap, holy mud. <laughs> Honestly, I, I, would, I would love to go see Journey, but with Steve Perry, if he was still the lead singer, that would be like, that'd be awesome. Love it. And uh, final question for you here, Tyler. If you could put a message on a billboard that would reach millions and millions and millions of fathers, what would you put on that billboard? Uh, keep going. You're doing great. Simple. Just, yeah, keep going. You're doing great. Thank you, Tyler. I love that. Thank you so much for being on the Awesome Dad Show. I really appreciate you, brother. Hey, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Thanks again for being here. I hope you enjoyed this episode with Tyler. I was blown away by this young man's wisdom. Most 28-year-olds just don't get it. But, I, I mean, look, I walked away from this episode learning a lot of things for myself. And the humility, the authenticity that this young man reflects is extremely important and quite rare. Mad props to Tyler. Thanks for being on the show again and help spreading that love. I'd also ask you, go ahead and share this episode with some friends. Go on social media, share this episode, show Tyler some love, and let everyone know what's happening. Parenting takes 100% effort from both parties. Listen, kids need their dads. Kids need their moms. Let's create a world. Let's create a society where dads are encouraged to be at home with their kids, where Parents are encouraged to work together where we don't hang in the towel when things get tough. We find ways to fight through it. I, look, we're going to create a better world if we can do that. So thanks for subscribing. Thanks for sharing. And I look forward to talking to you again very soon on the Awesome Dad Show. Make sure that you check out the Patreon page, patreon.com slash actadad. That gives you an opportunity to get exclusive content and be part of an exclusive community of dad for kids. I will see you over there, and I will catch you next time here on The Awesome Dad Show. Peace.